0: Thanks for joining us for our audio blog for October 11th, 2019. We're going to continue our previous blog talked about the different parts of the mini binder and this time we're going to get into the lessons. Previously we talked about having our standards, having our number talks, having our problem solving pages, as well as our tools for our salad bar and our math games as we continue the next part of the binder was an integral part looking at the lessons this is the meat of the mini binder what lessons were we going to use from the math book this section was very specific to the resource and the program available in this case it was eureka math and the student population of the district our goal for this section was to help teachers move away from the page turning and just teaching to the next page in the math book. We've already outlined targets, keeping our DOK levels in mind so we know we don't so that we needed to map out how the standards would be taught. We also looked at the places we had struggled in the past Places in the standards where at-risk kids had been victims of a -a less-than-a-day approach where they were taught the content as laid out by the book but were not any more successful than the year before. We really needed the classroom teachers to be a part of the team to guide us through this. While I know all the math standards inside and out, that's for sure, when it comes to working with eight different programs among our project schools and six different grade levels in every elementary, there's too many for me to really... Know inside and out every single book. What I do know, however, is that when there are too many strategies being taught, students get overwhelmed and have to adjust to the contents. I use the analogy of egg rolls. Some are spring rolls, some have shrimp, rice, or chicken, but the egg roll wrapping is the same regardless of what is on the inside. Our standards stay the same, but we have to figure out what the lesson resources make etc., make the egg roll appeal to our guests, in this case, the students at an at-risk school. First, we looked at the recommendations from Eureka Math and Bark.online and Great Minds as to how to map out the standards, lessons to omit and combine, FYI, Great Minds provides a detailed analysis of how Eureka Math aligns to teach the state standards. Then the task was to match the existing modules and lessons and targets from the standards we had identified in the units of study. We didn't follow lessons numerically, so it got confusing a little bit as we jumped around. We might be in unit one with lessons that we were pulling from module two, Three, And we went from module, then we might go to module one, lesson two, and module one, lesson one. But we were following the instruction by design process of creating instructional units based on the previously identified topics, targets, and standards. As you might imagine, this took more time than any of the other sections in the mini binder. We looked at the lesson launches, at the homework, at the exit tickets, pages and pages of information for each lesson, and we decided what to include modify or omit for each lesson the eureka math that we decided to include included the units as we created quick tip pages for the three, for three things. The objective was one of them. This was a clearly written in a way that teachers could understand, but also that teachers could easily and effectively teach it to their students. CPA tool top options were provided. Some of them were in the Eureka Math uh, lessons already and were really great options for CPA. So sometimes we just listed those, but we also made sure we had always had options available in case the lesson didn't. We then laid out instructional options. The teacher and the team and I worked with, what we worked with, had taught these lessons many times over many years, and they were tips and tricks teachers could use when teaching the lesson. Considering our at-risk population, we wanted to streamline the strategies so that we were teaching. So we wove the MathMite characters into lessons when appropriate. We wanted students to have a deep understanding of the three ways plus the traditional instead of learning partial understanding of a wide range of strategies. So in the mini binder, one of the characters from Mill might appear in the lesson to give a reminder. It might say T-Pops is a great option, but you could also start with DC to help them really understand the option of regrouping and subtraction before pops. Or in second grade, the lesson might have a take from 10 strategy, but we felt that that was too difficult for this particular group of second graders, so springling was there to be the suggested use for the counting up strategy. As we put together the lessons, we felt like our students needed more time. Sometimes the kids were just learning how to put some of these concepts together and then bam, run to the next concept tomorrow when really they could have used an extra day to solidify the current concept. For our curriculum, we found it really invigorating to be able to play with the instructional day allotment for each lesson based on what we knew our kids needed in the population that we were working with. Maybe kids need an extra day for a particular concept, but then we know that we can borrow days from the other concepts because the students got it it quicker than last year. Thanks to our CPA tools, helped to get them to get the concepts, and some of the concepts are really similar. So we were able to combine them together to save on instructional days. Maybe we're working on the word form, expanded form, and the unit form. Instead of a series of lessons on these topics separately, we combined them so teachers could hit the broader target of the objective. If we want to be able to show growth in what we're doing, we can't keep just doing it the way we've always been doing it. The road is not raising student achievement, but rather it's continuing to show compounded failure. With instruction by design, you don't have to follow the district purchase resource like a Bible. Instead, you actually can add some of your own resources, which just makes sense. From this project in kindergarten, we had kids coming in so at risk that they weren't even ready to start the Eureka Math program. So we decided to devote the first 30 days of kindergarten to a unit that we designed that we wanted to give kids the experience with all kinds of things like kinesthetic one-to-one correspondence, subitizing, the use of the deco dot, how to explore and use the counting buddy, the wreck and wreck. Then after those 30 days, we went back in to more of the traditional modules of Eureka. In second grade, for example, our our at-risk kids were literally learning nine different ways to subtract. Because we want to focus on the three ways plus the traditional with math mites, we ended up actually veering away from Eureka math for two of those units we kept true to the standards but we really revamped the addition and subtraction to give our students more time to develop the depth of understanding around these four strategies that would be taught in years to come instead of just teaching strategies that are only second grade specific if we were to admit a lesson we left a holder page there so teachers wouldn't get confused by going from lesson one to lesson three or however we rearranged the lessons. Many times we moved the missing lesson to the miss another unit, so we specified where that lesson might be so ensure, to ensure that teachers would know where to expect it. During the training, we did, for the, we did a training for the mini binders. They were blown away at the details in these sections. Everything is right there. Yes, the book is a great resource, but having the objective laid out helped teachers keep the end in mind, our target of where we were going with our at-risk kids. This allowed teachers to deviate from the rigid structure of the t- textbook to truly provide authentic instruction. As we rant back around from when we started our initial blog series with understanding by design, the assessment piece was the next to attach to the units that we created. So the last section of the binder was putting in our interim assessments, our performance tasks, our student reflections, and our summatives so that it was all in one place. We included a small thumbnail of the various assessments in the back of the mini binders so teachers would be able to see the assessments within each unit. We didn't include the summative assessment um, as it will be available electronically so teachers can look at the PDF online. During the trainings with the students, this section of the mini binder really came together. If we'd had more time during the summer, you could have done more to align these assessments. We wanted teachers to be a part of it so we were able to keep the end in mind. We basically folded the assessments into where they would go in the pacing after different lessons that we picked out for the target so the teachers wrote them directly on the pages in the mini binders we were able to say after this lesson we feel like they're ready for this interim our teachers are using exit tickets whether they're doing it on a jot lot or doing clickers or a quick exit ticket that look at the target we laid out as we talked about in the assessment blog and to gauge where the kids are, we would be able to feel confident where students could be successful in the interim assessments. It's really important for this data piece for the, for what we're with what we're doing, especially within instruction by design, because it can really good gauge the success of where we're going in the unit. We planned out the summative assessment and performance task, many of which we felt we could come it could come at the end of the unit. Teachers are using summative assessments from Illuminate, so we had them print them off and put them in their assessment binder so they would have it, along with a collection of different exit tickets they might need for self-reflection. Some teachers thought they would give the self-reflection before the unit. Some thought they would prefer to give it after the unit is done to get the student's perspective. The illuminate test is done electronically so students will have practice doing assessments online but now the teachers can see the big picture so much more clearly that this is everything really hit home for them they can see the big targets of where they're going so they know how to plan not necessarily by the number of days but by the objectives eureka math was never to be taught lesson by lesson day by day every single page this structure helps teachers figure out the better Better on their own, which is a win-win. These teachers in our project districts will get some intense coaching from SIS for t- teaching, from SIS for teaching coachings in their building with some implementation of the curriculum. The coaches will model things like guided math groups and math workshops, or see where teachers are needing help with implementation. The assessments provide a lot of information towards the end of the year, and even interim assessments will let us know how things are going in the middle of a unit by the we can t- look at this to see how we did with our curriculum by looking at the deficits we will be able to determine what lessons might need to be replaced which of those quarterly promises that we created might need to be adjusted or which of those assessment we thought where power standards could be dropped to supporting standards. We are so excited to go into this year with a strong framework guide for instruction. And with the mini binder resource that we've given teachers the best chance they can to be successful at the implementation of curriculum. In our next blog next week, you'll get to hear from the people who are receiving this curriculum and how they are reacting to it, some things that they have notices, challenges, and yet successes as we continue to go forward throughout the school year.